0: On today's first round KO, I bring back a special guest, Mr. Chad Coffin, so that we can talk about the playoff picture and uh the big important games for week 16 in the NFL. Let's get it to remind bro.
1: I'm on the move with it. They are watching like what he do with it. I'm on a move with it. They are watching like what he do go,
0: go, 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 go. Welcome to the most must-here WSUW Sports, Ooh, Sports yeah. Podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, aka Howard J. Dingers. And I am joined today, not by Connor, because Connor's gone already. I'm still in Whitewater here. So I decided to call up a friend of the show, a recurring guest. Mr. Chad Coffin. Hello, Chad. Thanks for
1: having. Me. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for having me,
0: Kyle. Absolutely. We're here to talk some football. Cause there's football this weekend, and we're getting to the last two weeks of the. Oh, geez, the last two
1: weeks of the season. That's really sad. It matters a little bit more to some people than others, though. I know.
0: Uh... <sighs> <laughs> oh, starting off strong. <laughs>
1: We can just get into it, I mean, if you want. Here we go. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: Hey, I still kind of have Pittsburgh, even though they're not looking great lately.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, they're better on the field than they are uh, in every other aspect of their organization, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, very true. God, Yeah, it's been a rough season for me. But anyway, let's look at the playoff picture as it stands before we get into all the games for the weekend. Uh, so we're going to start with the AFC – the top 2 seeds right now are the Chiefs and the Texans. Do you think that Houston like assuming, you know, those two were able to win after their first round by, they these two meet in the championship. Do you think Houston would be able to take Kansas City on?
1: Um I think the main thing with Kansas City with what we've seen with like almost any team this year is that like any team that they've played um you have to be able to put up points. Mm-hmm. Kansas City does not rely on their defense to stop anybody. They rely on their offense to outscore. Um, it's it's exact. It reminds you a lot of like. Uh, and this is gonna kind of—I think this is gonna be Kansas City's problem for a long time. I realize you asked more about Houston, but uh, Kansas City reminds me a lot of like that Dan Marino's Dolphins team, mm-hmm. where they were like, "Hey, hey, Dan, uh, the defense is gonna give up 35, so we just need 36 from you this week." <laughs> like, that's the same thing I think is gonna be the problem with Pat Mahomes. Like, it's it's great having all these weapons around you, but you cannot come out every single week and expect to win, and especially win championships. I mean, as we said, Dan Marino, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but if you don't have a team or a defense, defense wins championships. Even teams like the Patriots have shown that almost every year, I think that they won the, won the Super Bowl. If I'm not mistaken, it probably is everyone. They have a top 10 defense. Yep. No one ever thinks of the Patriots as defense, but that's how it's going to take to win. So with that being said, yeah, it's all hunky-dory, Jadavian Clowney, J.J. Watt and all that stuff. It's going to come down to uh, is Lamar Miller going to decide to play? Or is he going to just you know, show up and run for 15 yards? Is Deshaun Watson, are we going to see the four-touchdown pass, 380-yard game, or is he going to come out, throw two picks, throw for 120 yards, and lose the game by 40 points? Uh, it's going to come down to the offenses. That's what it's been all year long. That's why the Chiefs had one of the highest scoring, actually the highest scoring Monday Night Football game and the second highest total of all time uh, total game the, earlier this year. That's what they do. They score points. They don't stop them.
0: Now, do you think with the loss of Kareem Hunt, the unfortunate coincidence, or certain not coincidence, circumstance, yeah, the unfortunate incident, Uh, do you think the Chiefs still have that firepower to compete in the playoffs, especially with that weak defense?
1: I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, They're still showing that they can play, uh, which is good, but... I don't know, even since – granted, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Kareem Hunt wasn't a huge part of their team. But I even think a lot of it has been – he's been more of a decoy than anything. Like, teams absolutely have to respect that he's on the field. And then I think that's what gives the ability for Patrick Mahomes to blow it up. I mean, they still have a ton of weapons out there. I mean, Tyreek Hill, um, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes, those three guys I would take Mm – before any other three guys on almost any team. I mean, Tom Brady, Gronk, and who? And then you look at um, – I, mean, I guess. I guess, but then you look at, like, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh before was a little bit different when mm-hmm. you had uh, Ben, Brown, and Bell, but now with Bell gone and Connors hurt, like, there. I don't think there's a team out there that has a more solid three guys, like a, like a team that's got right. that, those guys that are set up. So if their defense can stop teams from scoring 50 points – uh, I don't think that Mahomes is going to have trouble, you know, making up the difference. Uh, like I said, Kareem Hunt is important to that team, but I think he ended up being more of a decoy than anything to, for this year.
0: Um, I would, I would make the argument that another group of three that's proved to be dangerous this season has been Dallas, Zeke, Dak, and now with the addition of Amari Cooper. They've would, looked pretty well. They've looked pretty good together.
1: I would agree, agree to an extent. I would just say that uh, I don't – Amari Cooper's a great wide receiver, but, you again, to be a great wide receiver, you have to have a great quarterback, and Dak has shown that mm-hmm. you get a great Dak or you get, you know, run in the middle Dak. Um, but, no, I would agree as far as another three out there, because, I mean, it's obviously not in Green Bay. Uh, it's, it's not in uh, – I mean, even in Seattle, like I'll put my team out there. I mean, they've got, if you combine all three running backs that the Seattle Seahawks use, maybe you would have two guys on the, you know, the Seattle team. And it's uh, not even in LA with the Rams or anything. Right. Because Goff is good, Gurley's great, but then their wide receiving core, I mean, they've got guys there, but Cooks isn't like an outstanding number one guy. Right. And obviously, Cooper Cup is the same situation where, yeah, he'd be, he's a great number two, but he's not a one.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. All right. So continuing in the AFC playoffs, you brought up New England. Now they're 9-5. and five. I believe I predicted a 10-6 and six for them, so proud of that. Uh, let's see here. They've had some defensive struggles. Do you think that's all because of Matt Patricia leaving?
1: No. Um, the focus has always been offensive on this team. Yeah. They're a, they're a structure a well-structured confident team year in and year out, but they have always focused on the the focus has always been around Tom Brady. Um I don't think Matt Patricia is that important if he was. Um you would see a lot bigger downslide, you know, if you if a guy right. has that big impact, I think you see a bigger slide. And then looking at what he's doing in Detroit, um he obviously wasn't ready for a head coaching job. Right. But I mean that that's a little off base, but uh but, yeah, I don't think it has that much to do with Patricia because you're not throwing don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know the whole team is there. So
0: um, Tom Brady, he looks like he can't be Superman anymore. Do you think that do you think that's because he's getting older or because he doesn't have the weapons to be as consistent as he has been the last couple of years? because Edelman's getting old, Gronk is still old and
1: hurt. <laughs> Tom Brady's been pretending for too long. That whole Patriots organization has been pretending for too long that he's going to play until he's 60 years old. And Kraft is the biggest idiot of them all, uh, allowing Tom Brady to piss and moan and make him get rid of uh, the quarterback of the future and Jimmy G. That's why there's this rift right now between Belichick and Brady because that's, that team doesn't stop being elite when Brady leaves. That team stops winning when Belichick, Belichick leaves. I, Tom Brady is a great quarterback. He's one of the greatest of all time. But you put him with any other coach in any other situation, he's not winning the championships that he won. So the fact that they allowed pretty boy Tom to piss and moan and whine because he felt so threatened that Grapple was going to take his job a year or two sooner... They destroyed the future for this franchise, and Belich- Belichick knows it, which is why this rift has has started between him and Brady, which could be another reason. Which again, this is all—it's all semantics until somebody knows for sure, and mm-hmm. we're, maybe we might be reading into it for too far. But that might be a huge reason that things in New England aren't going as smoothly as possible. With that being said, they're still going to end up being what, like an eleven and five team or something like that. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, for the listeners, that argument sounds uh. Very familiar because I went on a very similar rant about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick earlier in the year. I have the same feelings. Belichick, Belichick made Brady. Like honestly, without Belichick, Brady might not have even had a chance to play in the NFL. So, right, whatever. Um, can Baltimore ride the defense? Do you think? Nope. No, no. Do you think nope. they're one and done in the playoffs if they even make it in?
1: Yeah, they don't have enough around. Uh, Jackson's great. Uh, Lamar Jackson has put a really good, you know, a shot in the arm for that team. I don't think they have enough around them. Um, on that uh, offensively, I mean, yeah, maybe if the defense can hold every team they play to nine points, <laughs> but I don't think that the, that Baltimore team can consistently score enough. And again, like we said, defense wins championships, but you still have, enough, have to have enough on offense. So I, I, I don't think they're. I don't think they're going to be a flash in the pan and Harbaugh is going to be out of Baltimore after this year, no matter what. So I agree. Uh,
0: what do you think happens with Flacco?
1: Maybe he falls off the face of the earth and dies because everyone <laughs> realizes that he's not elite. Like he got paid to be after the, the blackout Super Bowl. Um, I, uh, the guy got overpaid, yep. but when it had happened, but he's still a viable quarterback. I mean, if you look at I compare him very much to the talents of like Eli Manning, Mm -hmm. where if you put him on a team that's got like, you know, Eli rode the coattails of his defense for his Super Bowls. It's just it's just a fact Um, besides some miraculous catches and some amazing defensive work. That's how that team won uh, those Super Bowls, which with that being said, you would think that there's plenty of teams out there that need a guy like that in jacksonville and oh god i got shit popping up on here oh god what's wrong all right well, <laughs> um there's teams out there i mean even like uh the raiders if uh, and i don't i don't think that's the direction gruden's gonna go he's not really big on bringing guys in he's just did you big, see big guys. Out.
0: did you see the move that the raiders made today literally a few minutes before we started recording no i didn't the raiders brought in nathan peterman <laughs>
1: Oh wait, yeah, I did see that. They're working out Peterman. Did they sign him they, or they signed just... him today? Oh god.
0: <laughs> Former Bills quarterback, Nathan Peterman, is signing with the Oakland Raiders per Adam Chapter.
1: Is a fucking crook. Yeah. That guy is a monster. Did you see they started that uh one of those one of the Raider fans bought a web domain and started like a a, a countdown clock of his contract? <laughs> it's been like counting down since like it was like I think right after the Khalil Mack trade or like right after a couple games after that they had like a 9 years uh like 9 years 200 or whatever days and like I'm down to the second that that contract expires.
0: Can't wait until John Gruden gets out of there. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Uh speaking of them because we probably won't take talk of them because they're not in the playoff picture. Do you think anything will happen to Derek Carr in the offseason?
1: I wish I could say that I know what might happen. I don't. Like there's a lot of things like even when the Khalil Mack thing went down, I was still like, okay, like I kind of understand why this is happening. Like there was, he wanted to get paid. Gruden didn't want, you know, he said, no, I'm not going to do that. That's not the kind of team I run. But then stuff continues to happen where I don't think anybody, I don't even think Gruden knows what, unless there's this giant master plan that he's sitting down and like, Oh, we got this. We're going to trick him, and we're going to come back. Um, and maybe he's just trying to ride it out too. But as far as Derek Carr goes, I don't, I don't know what his future looks like. He's not a perennial like elite quarterback. I mean, he's a good like filler. I don't see why he couldn't drop into a team again, like Jacksonville or Mm -hmm. a team that needs a suitable quarterback for now. Um, Denver, maybe. Maybe. Like I said, there's a couple teams out there that could use a quarterback. But, uh, you know, people want more. They want better. Obviously, not everybody can have an Aaron Rodgers. Not everybody can have even like a Cam Newton or something like that. Uh, But people will take quarterbacks because, you know, they're a hot commodity.
0: Yeah. Uh, Right now the four and five seed are Pittsburgh and the Los Angeles Chargers. (laughs) Even though they're tied for the first, the best record in the AFC, they are the five seed because uh, they are they have they lost the uh, tiebreaker to Kansas City, so Kansas City gets the one seed as of now. Uh, do you think honestly? So, in my opinion, the Chiefs have weakened a little bit. I think their defense is very suspect. It's going to be hard to win in the playoffs, even with Patrick Mahomes and Houston. Is too inconsistent, and that offensive line is awful. I, I would almost make the argument that the Chargers, with a Helvin Melvin Melvin Go- with a healthy Melvin Gordon, might Helvin- be the best play. Must, might be the best team in this AFC. If I could speak,
1: a Melvin. I'm not sure if I know what a Helvin Melvin Melvin. <laughs> Gordon- yeah, sure. Um, Look roll it back. Go back to the other podcast that I was on with you guys back in September or August or whatever the hell it was. I told you, I was high on the bolts. I told you right at the beginning of the year, I was high on the bolts. I was high on Philip Rivers. I think this is his year. Lucky number nine. He, you know, his he craps out another kid. Like if he could like pump out championships the way he pumps out kids, <laughs> this guy would be It'd be the best would, of all time. For not only being like uh, the greatest, like fashionable individual with his bolo ties. I mean, one of the best dressed quarterbacks, of course, um, but he would go down, you know, in history with that. Obviously that's unrealistic. He's not going to win that many championships, but, uh, if that team gets healthy, even that backup, what's his name, Eckler or whatever his
0: name, Austin Eckler. But
1: yeah, so they've got options there. I mean, they've got a a pro bowl, ex pro bowl quarterback. I mean, Phillip rivers is still got gas in the tank. Um, uh, Keenan Allen, of course, is a, is a great weapon downfield. Um, they've got a lot there. Plus, that offensive line keeps him off his back mm-hmm. more. He's up there. I think they're up in the top five of allowed sacks or something like that. And that's the key. Uh, he's also increased his longevity as a quarterback. I think that's the only reason he's still around is that Philip Rivers continues to stay healthy because he's a pocket passer, and that's what he does. Aaron Rodgers could take a note from that. Um But uh, I think this could be their year. I mean, think very realistically, as long as everybody stays healthy, they can make a deep run, and they are poised to – they could take down anybody in the AFC that they need to.
0: I agree. Uh, Do you think Pittsburgh, if you had to bet, would you say that Pittsburgh is going to get hot in these last two weeks going into the playoffs, or do you think they're going to resort to their terrible play that they've had?
1: Yeah, I don't – I doubt it. Uh, One coach that people aren't talking about that I think should be on the hot seat – it's Tomlin. Yes, I don't know what he's done recently. Like, give any other coach in the NFL the players that he's had, old and young players, and he not only has he not really proven himself on the field, but he also has completely lost control of a locker room. Uh, I don't understand why somebody like Mike McCarthy would get fired. Um, I mean, I guess the the records would be enough to you know settle that. But you look at a guy like, I don't see much difference between Tomlin and McCarthy.
0: I completely it's, agree, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a guy that nobody talks about with all these different coaches that are on the quote-unquote hot seat. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest problems with their organization right now. And we saw it last year. Even if he said it was, a, oh, it was the heat of the moment, Big Ben is like given up. Like, he is the one constant. He's like the one constant on the team that he just continues to come out and play, while wow, all this shit is going on around him. And even if everyone wants to say, well, AB hasn't really been involved in that, which isn't true either. Cause he, he went and hopped on Twitter and was causing trouble there mm-hmm. too. But you look at even last year, you can tell it's finally getting to Ben. They're not winning enough to make up for the circus act. That is this team last year. What, what game was that? He threw four picks and they lost to Jacksonville. And yep. he was like, maybe I'm just too old for this. Like, I get it, man. You're fed up. It's when you got like a room of toddlers just running around like at a five-year-old kid's birthday party. The dad sits in the corner with his bush latte and he sits on his recliner and just waits until it's over. And the problem is, is this birthday party is not ending. It continues to go and it continues to go. I mean, look at Le'Veon. I'm going to sit all year and lose $15 million. Talk about a temper tantrum. That is what Le'Veon Bell did is the equivalent to a child holding their breath until they're blue in the face because they don't get their way. It's exactly what happened. Yeah. Like I don't want I want the piece of cake with the with the flour on it, blah blah blah, while James Conner comes up and takes the rest of the fucking cake. <laughs> so, no, I don't think I think there is potential down the road. I think they need a new coach and I think they need to fully invest in James Conner, which I think they have done now with the mm-hmm. release of uh, Le'Veon Bell. I personally wish they would have done it sooner. They should have gotten rid of Bell when they could have got like a second round draft pick for I her, agree. And I, nothing. So we'll see. Uh,
0: so the four teams in the hunt for the playoff spot, we have the Colts at eight and six, the Tennessee Titans at eight and six, the Dolphins at seven and seven, and Cleveland at six, seven and one. But they need they need hell to freeze over to get in. They literally need two teams to lose this week, and then they play each other next week. So they need to tie next week to get into the playoffs and Cleveland needs it. Cleveland's not going to get in. So out of the three teams, out of the Colts, Dolphins, and Titans, do you see one of them squeezing their way in
1: and maybe knocking out Baltimore? Um, I think if anybody could and should do it, it should be the Colts. Um, the, Obviously the Browns need everything to go in their favor and nothing to go wrong. I mean, even though they've been playing well, and Baker's been playing very well, and you know they're kind of getting this team back on track. Which kudos to them! Like Cleveland was just a trash fire that they should have just—that everyone was like, just let it burn, don't put water on it, let it burn to the ground. <laughs> and they were trying to do things to make it better, which is great uh, to see that team come back. Tennessee, to me, continues to be a team that I almost forget exists in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the state of Tennessee, which I'll be honest—if somebody asks me to name you know 20 states that's what i'm gonna leave out every time <laughs> eventful and whatever i don't know why i feel that way but i do uh marcus Mariota is not spectacular he's not bad he's run of the mill middle of the pack you know top 20 quarterback he's just a good
0: athlete you can throw
1: right like, and that's the thing that team continues to be that's why you forget about them because they're not terrible enough to be like oh my god they like the browns but they're not good enough to be in the conversation with the other teams, like the elite teams. So that team I don't think should make the playoffs. Cause even if they do, they will be a one and done same thing with the dolphins. They don't have enough weapons around them. And Ryan Tannehill, as much as my buddy, Ryan Teal loves the tan man to death. And I give him all the credit for sticking with this guy. He is not a quarterback who is going to lead you to the promised land. It's just not going to happen, which it's, it's what the, the dolphins need right now. If they just want to stay in the land of mediocrity, Keep sticking with Tannehill. Um, you see that team operates almost identically with Brock Osweiler as it does with Ryan Tannehill. So, you know, whether you have the tan man or you have the bracket ship, the Dolphins are still going to be run of the mill. Um, the, Colts, the Colts are the team that can do it. I'm just still waiting. I, I, you see some games where Andrew Luck has amazing stats, and it's like, holy crap, he's back. And then the next week it's like, oh just kidding you know just kidding we got shut out by jacksonville yeah yeah. we lost again um it's like that scene from i feel like they're just replaying that scene from the water boy over and over and oh no we suck again (laughs) keep going there was so much wrong done in the front office of that place too and with Mm -hmm. the coaching staff that it's going to take a while to get everything figured out um but i think andrew luck can do it i think Marlon Mack is a very talented rookie who's being overshadowed by other rookies in the league this year. Yep. It's hard to even remember who else was in this draft class when you have guys like Saquon Barkley and oh. Pat and Baker Mayfield. It's like, look at these guys got drafted this year. Like when you think about the 20 or the 2018 draft class, that's who you'll remember. And then everything else is going to fall to the side just because of what especially Patrick Mahomes has done and the turnover or the turnaround in Cleveland. Um, and of course, T.Y. Hilton is another guy who is like, just, uh, all right, I'm going to stay the course. Like he could have just bitched and moaned and whined his way out of, uh, out of Indy, but he didn't, he goes, it's fine. It's fine. They're going to come back. They're going to draft some guys. I'm going to sit right here, make my money. And when he comes back, we'll start winning again.
0: Well, and as a wide receiver too, it'd be hard to say like, yeah, the team sucks, but I got this Andrew Luck guy. That's still throwing me the ball. Yeah. I'm I'm just going to leave. Like, Cause he's probably going to go to a team with a shittier quarterback.
1: Well, and that's what I'm saying. I was saying back like when, when luck was really hurt when he was right. out. Okay. Yeah. I'm saying he could have been like, wow, I'm this young, talented wide receiver. Yeah. I need to go somewhere. I need to get out of here, try to do what I can to go somewhere. Obviously, you know, who knows who would have fought for him. We've seen stranger things happen. It's like when Randy Moss landed in new England, oh. like, Oh my God, T Y Hilton to, to, you know, to green Bay. Oh my God. You know what I right. mean? So you never know, but that's good. The guy sucked the course. Especially because then he, you know, he's still in a good place now, and they're going to continue to develop. And even though he's been hurt for a while, Andrew Luck is still a viable quarterback, oh, yeah. and he's young. He's still, you know, relatively young, so they can climb in the right direction. So I think if anybody's going to jump in there and actually cause some trouble for the teams that are trying to maintain a playoff spot, it's going to be the Colts.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Moving over to the NFC, can anyone beat New Orleans?
1: Dallas did last week, or the week before last. True.
0: In the playoffs, where's which, where's I mean, where? Dallas is there. So is oh. that the formula? Is that is is it defense?
1: I don't know because Breeze has shown a couple times where he's just destroyed and blown out good defenses. Um, I think the number one thing you got to do, you got to shut down um, – who's that wide receiver? Michael Thomas. Yep. Um, if you can shut him down, that's number one. Um I think the running game is great, but I don't think it is enough to beat another team. If you can shut down Michael Thomas and you can shut down Drew Brees, and again, I realize that's, you know, with Ingram and Kamara there, I realize that's kind of, you know, an interesting mm-hmm. take to say that they can't do it um, because they've shown that they can. But I think in the playoff situation, if you can shut down Michael Thomas and make force Drew Brees to go to some of those other guys who he doesn't trust as much, I think that's a huge component to, to – if you take Drew Brees out of the game by taking out his number 1 weapon, I think that's going to be a huge chance to really buckle that team.
0: If you had to pick a team in the playoffs right now and while they're not set, we'll just go with if it ended today, if you know, we got the Rams, the Vikings, the Bears, the Seahawks and the Cowboys. Which one of those teams do you think has the best chance to take down New Orleans? As much as I don't want to say it, Chicago might have the best option in my mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, they might be able to shut them down. And, you know, you say, like we said before, we'll say it again, defense wins championships, defense Mm -hmm. wins championships, defense wins championships. But all it takes is for them to score one touchdown and kick three field goals to beat Chicago. Right. You know, it's exactly like, what was LA? LA was short one touchdown from beating Chicago. That's all they needed. And you're going to tell me like, I I would look somebody in the eye and call them a liar. If they told me that they didn't think that drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram couldn't find one extra touchdown in the playoffs. Um, The bears are, I mean, I I think the bears are going to be sneaky. They haven't been to the playoffs in over eight years. Mm -hmm. Right. That's gotta be right. Yep. So 2010. Yeah. So 2010 uh, when they won the division, but they are going to be a sneaky team because everyone's like, oh, it's just the Bears. This isn't the Bears. They have the monster of the midway back. We haven't had a monster of the midway in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to think back, back a ways, because it wasn't Peppers. It wasn't Matthews. Like, those guys are not. They had, a, they had you know, a little bit here and there. But this guy's a real deal. Khalil Mack is a freak. And when you put that guy on any team, especially this Bears defense that was already getting ready, uh, I mean – I hate to just bring up a streak, but look whose streak got broken last week when Aaron Rodgers, what was it, 401 consecutive pass yeah. or attempts before a pick, Eddie Jackson. And I'll, I'll say, though, I'm not sure what his injury entailed. I don't know for sure if he's going to be out long-term. It was an ankle injury,
0: and I last I heard it was just questionable. It was day-to-day. Okay.
1: Well, and, that's, and that would be a huge piece, too, because as yes. huge as it would be to lose a guy like Khalil Mack, that guy is their secondary. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a huge, huge part of their secondary. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I don't really see anybody else being able to do it because the Rams have proven that their defense is suspect, especially when anybody gets injured. Um, you don't think like Dallas could do it again? Uh Fool, fool me once, shame on me. Fool yeah. me twice, you know, yeah, I, something like that. I would love to say that the the Seahawks defense that we've seen a couple times this year comes out and can do something like that. Right. Because proven in certain games against certain teams this year that they can do something like that, that mm-hmm. they can shut down a team like that. But I, you never know when it's going to happen. You never know. The only consistency on that team is Bobby Wagner. Don't run it up the middle on him because you're not going to do it again.
0: Hmm, just got an update. Aaron Rodgers says he's playing this Sunday. That's
1: dumb. That's stupid.
0: That is That's extremely stupid. Why? Why does he need to play? I don't... Because he wants
1: to break his leg and then just soak up the money on the bench.
0: For real. Like, I don't get it. I want a healthy Aaron Rodgers next year. Why not just put in Deshaun Kaiser? see what he can do at least. We already don't have Aaron Jones. That's it's ridiculous. L.A., uh, We've seen a couple weaknesses in there, you know. In the it, what was it? The last three, three weeks? Two weeks? They lost two in a row. Would they play this week?
1: I would have to check because they lost that one to the Bears. Yeah, oh. full schedule.
0: I'm trying to remember. Yeah, the Eagle. Yeah, they've lost two in a row now. The Bears and oh, the Eagles.
1: Because yes. Big Dick Nick settled up and staggered into L.A. He's Hell back. yeah.
0: So, just, so we've seen it. we've seen the weaknesses. Do you do you think that's going to translate much like last year, where they looked like the best team, but they just can't do it in the playoffs. Can't do it's it when it matters. Gonna,
1: it's all going to depend on how Todd is going to play. He hasn't been showing up. He hasn't been playing as well as he could for the back half of the season. I mean, granted, that's like saying that. Oh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is great. He threw. Four touchdowns a game in the first half of the season, but only two touchdowns a game in the second half. He's still good, but unless he's going to go out and show us every single game that he's a 150-plus rusher, multiple touchdown a game, Goff can't carry this team. He can't. It's an unrealistic expectation to think that Goff, with the wide receivers that they have, is going to win games for them. Um, He's proven more than once that he can throw, like, four picks a game, Uh, so so that's definitely an option, uh, but... Again, they get hot. They have a run. McVay is a sneaky, good coach. He's super innovative because um, he's so young, and I think he uses that. Um, before, I think it was kind of a chip on the shoulder, like, I'm the youngest coach ever. I'm going to show everyone I'm the best. But then he, I think he got over that ego and now finally realizes that he is a really good coach, regardless of how old he is. And I think he can, they can continue to develop on that. But we'll just have to see because the lack of postseason experience, I think, is going to hinder them as well.
0: Uh, how do you how do you think your Seahawks favor in the playoffs we kind of talked about them against the Saints where they would have to step up on their defense but at least in the first round they would end up I mean most likely playing Dallas they might have to go to Chicago but how do you think they'd fare
1: um Chicago really worries me because with with that defense there we've really relied on the run we got back like the Seahawks have gotten back to the Pete Carroll type offense that they mm-hmm. like they pound the ball, they pound the ball, they pound the ball. They play good special teams, and then their defense plays well.
0: Yeah, Trey uh, Carson is your running back. Is that who it is? Chris Carson. Chris Carson. Mike
1: Daniels and Richard Penny. We're the only team in the NFL that has three rushers that are over 300 yards. And before the season is over, most likely they'll all eclipse 500 yards. Wow. Um, but the main guy is Chris Carson. Right. Um, he should if be close, if not get to. Um, a 1,000-yard rushing season, which would be great. I mean, 2,000 rushing yards across the whole. I mean, the offense, which is good. they got to figure out who's going to be their guy, though. And I don't know how I feel about Chris Carson. He has fumbleitis all over the mm-hmm. place. And I don't know why he continues to get the start. I mean, he fumbled twice in one game, and they still put him back out there. Jeez. I don't know what other team would allow that to happen. And it just seems like he's the kind of guy where, like, you know, you watch Todd Gurley, you watch Alvin Kamara, you watch those guys, they're running – there's not even a fumble – at the back of your head that you're thinking about every single time the ball touches Chris Carson's hands, I'm like, I'm shaking. I'm just so I'm concerned that that ball is going to come out. With a defense like that, who forces turnovers better than anybody in the league or one of the top teams in the league? I never want to misquote myself, um, but uh, but yeah, no, that the Bears scare me a lot more than Dallas does, um, especially as far as our defense goes. Because I do, I trust, and this is going to sound crazy. I trust Dak Prescott to shit the bed before Mitch Trubisky does. He's shown that randomly yeah. in big games, he'll come out and throw five touchdowns for no fucking reason, mm-hmm. no reason. He wakes up and it's like his twin like climbs out of the basement with the, like freak power, and they put him in a uniform and he goes and plays, and Mitch stays at home. Um, so. As long as the running game is there, this this last week, I mean, again, has proven that this team does rely on the run. The run got stuffed for the most part last week. 31 yards in the first quarter was the least the Seahawks have had all season, and then they lost to the fucking Niners. That's all I'm going to say about it. also get all riled up. And it's my day <laughs> off. I can't get riled up on my day off. Um, but, yeah, as long as they can, they can pound the ball – Russell doesn't inexplicably throw the ball 30 yards up into the air, right into a Minnesota Viking player's hands. <laughs> um, and then the defense shows up. I think we'll be just fine. I think we, we have the ability to beat the Bears. The Seahawks can beat Dallas. Uh, they're, the, they're definitely, I will say, in the NFC, as far as the NFC goes, I think they're, they're that team that could upset anybody. They're the team that everybody's going to look down on. They're like, oh, the fall from grace. Marshawn Lynch isn't there. The Legion of Boom is gone. That team is going to show up and they're, they're going to beat somebody that nobody expected them to beat. If we're sitting here in a couple weeks, and again, this is some wishful thinking, some, you know, hopeless optimism, if they're sitting in the NFC championship, I will be I will be happy. I will be ecstatic, but I'm not going to be that surprised because what they've shown that they can do in some games against big teams, I think they can do it.
0: Well, especially Russell Wilson. He's shown time and time again that he can just pull things out of his ass.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, quick question about the Seahawks. Do you think Pete Carroll should is your long-term guy still?
1: I don't like Pete Carroll. Okay. <laughs> so it's hard, it's hard for me to sit here and say that. Um, it's not like we're a million years out from Super Bowls and from Super Bowl championships, um, but I – First of all, just his mannerisms on the sideline and his chewing with his mouth open drives me crazy. You can ask my, my five-year-old what I probably talk to him about more than anything, and it's about chewing his mouth closed. Um, so the fact that I'm going to sit here and try to watch my team on Sundays and watch this guy stand on the sideline, who I can't tell to cl- close his mouth when he chews, it drives me kind of crazy. So I think just Pete Carroll as a person bothers me, and I try to get past that because in the past he has shown that he has – um, the ability to lead a team deep. Um, I also really right now like our offensive and defensive coordinators. And I know if Pete Carroll isn't the guy, that means they leave, and then they also you know the assistants right. leave. That all kind of sucks because right now with what that if we get a couple of good guys on defense, our D coordinator right now can take care of business. He was here. He was the linebackers coach when uh, we went to the Super Bowl, and then he left uh, and was in. Um, uh, San Francisco, and then they brought him back this year. Gotcha. Uh, they, because the only sports that people in Wisconsin pay attention to is Packers sports, which is great, they didn't realize that the the Seahawks had almost as big of a shakeup with the coaching staff as Green Bay did. Yeah. So they brought in O coordinator, D coordinator, offensive line coach, the linebackers coach, DBs, like, they scrapped almost all the assistants. I think there was like maybe five guys who got left on the staff. Like they even replaced the water boys. They replaced the IT guy. They, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, the water's Placed, not they replaced the guy who grabs the tee off the field off the kickoff. Yeah, but they did. They they scrapped a lot and they. Pete Carroll said that he was never going to be around for a rebuild. He did not. He was not going to be the guy for a rebuild. And at the end of last year, the beginning of this year, I thought that's where this team was headed. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a running back. Our defense was suspect. Other than Doug Baldwin being on the field, and I love, I love Lockett. He's a scrappy, fast little guy. That team. I still to this day don't think Doug Baldwin is the number one wide receiver. No. I still hold that you send him to any other team. He plays below Antonio Brown. He plays below Cooper. He plays below, well, what would have been Jordy Nelson with Devontae the Packers, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. He plays below those players. And Lockett's a three. But Russell's playing with a two, a three, and a four, not a one, a two, and a three. Right. So as long as everybody stays healthy and this team keeps going – Pete Carroll's not going to go anywhere. But the second this team hits that downside that they're going to rebuild, he'll walk himself out the door because he's not going to stick around. He won't. He's made that perfectly clear.
0: I I completely feel your uh, fear of losing your offensive coordinators and not the coach because that's exactly how I am right now. I love Joe Philbin and Mike Pettin. And getting rid of McCarthy was great, but now I'm scared that we're going to lose both of them. (laughs) I'm hoping we bring in an offensive guy, keep Mike Pettin and all that defensive side. Because I really like the defensive coaching right now. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, in the hunt for the NFC, we have the Eagles at 7-7, seven and seven, Washington at 7-7, seven and, seven, and Carolina at 6-8. and eight, But they are a lot like the Browns where they need hell to freeze over. And they announced today that they are sitting Cam Newton for the last two games of the year, even though they're still technically in playoff uh, contention. So we aren't even going to count them. So I think really... All that this comes down to is Philly Philly and Washington could not only hit that wild card spot, but they could potentially also catch Dallas to win that NFC East, which is super weird to say. But, okay, so out of, I mean, this is even a stupid question, but out of Philly and Washington, who do you think makes it in?
1: Well, Washington's not not going anywhere. Yeah, their quarterback issues were, are going to plague them now forever because they lost be to
0: Jacksonville.
1: And what it sounds like is Alex Smith. If if I was a betting man and I had to bet you right now, I don't think that Alex Smith is ever coming back. Yeah, no, he's done. I, I think he's done. I don't think he's ever coming back. I agree. Cam Newton. I think so. I realize we're ruling them out. the The Carolina Panthers already ruled themselves out. Yep. They are think that they can't do it. I have never
0: been high on Cam Newton. He looked terrible in that game against the Saints. Why he
1: ever won anything. I I just still don't cop. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, Cam Newton. The dude is like a tight end who can throw the ball, which is cool, and it's different, and it's something fun, and I think that's why. But Ron Rivera is another one of those coaches that I think is on his way out. So those guys have imploded. I mean they're like a like a train wreck cuz what were they at one point like 6 and 1? And they now were, they're
0: yeah, they're I think let's see, they're 6 and 8 right now. I believe they were 6 and 2. I believe they've lost 6 in a row now.
1: Yeah. They might have been mean,
0: 6 and 1. I think you might be right.
1: They went from 6 and 1 or 6 and 2 to what now resembles like 6 and 18. The, the these losses that they have had have been bad. Like yeah. you watch them play, and the only guy out there who's actually playing is Le- Luke Keekley and Christian oh. McCaffrey. Keiko like that's him. what matters. Like, Christian McCaffrey, even though the Carolina Panthers have kind of sucked over the last couple of weeks, he's still like a viable number one running back option, which oh, is yeah. great. Um,
0: he's been my uh, fantasy MVP all year.
1: Nice. Um, God, I lost my train of thought. Uh, Philly, Philly should have just sent Carson Wentz packing at the beginning of this year. In my opinion, I do not know how on God's green earth you bench a Super Bowl MVP. I I don't get it. I agree. It's it's like, it's insane. He won the Super Bowl. Okay, how many other teams ever in NFL history have had a Super Bowl quarterback who comes back to play again the next year and is not their starter? It is insane. It is wild. And now, if Nick Foles can do this, if Nick Foles wins again, and even if he doesn't make it to the Super Bowl, if he wins a playoff game, you do not start Carson next year. It's it, enough is enough. This guy, I don't think he's had a single healthy season since before he was in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Do you think you know, that? Do you think Philly could get in though, with Nick oh, Foles? Think, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I think I think Nick Foles can saddle up and do exactly what he did to the Rams to anybody. I, I think, think they he, have
0: a really good shot too because Minnesota has to play uh, Chicago next week in Week 17, and Philly has to play. Ah, they have to play the Texans this week, which would be a tough one. But then they have to play the Redskins. So, I I don't know. They have a pretty good shot. I would say that they take Minnesota out. What is Dallas' schedule? Chiefs and Cardinals. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That should be a good game this weekend. I don't know. But, uh... Obviously, we need to talk about the Packers. Just because I want to talk about the Packers. And I know you're... Even though they're not your number one team anymore, you still follow them. I'm sure. Um, what do you, in your mind, what do the Packers need to do this off season to, you know, besides the head coach? Obviously, we. That's a whole nother discussion. But what what kind of what holes do they need to fill on either side of the ball? Do you think to take that next step?
1: Well, the first thing I'd start with is every Packer fan on the planet needs to be patient Mm -hmm. and stop shitting their pants when they don't win all the games and make all the playoffs and are spectacular all the time. There is a huge hangover from Ted Thompson. You can't just bring in a new GM and new coaches and think that everything's going to change overnight. The hangover from Ted Thompson is going to last two, three, four Five years. It's gonna be a while until all the Ted guys are out. All those poor draft picks are gone. I mean, just continue to look back. Granted, nothing will ever be as bad as the draft pick of Tony Mandrich ever in Packer history. They'll never reach that. I hope to God they never do something like that again. Ugh. Um but uh but a lot of these guys, I mean, isn't there almost like an entire draft class, like the twenty fifteen draft class? doesn't even play for the Packers anymore. There's like thats something
0: like that, yeah.
1: For one of the draft classes, and that just goes to prove that there's a huge problem right now with the Packers, because they stood so hard on draft and develop that now they're falling on their own sword over it, because if you can't draft and develop, if you don't develop the guys that you draft, but saying you're a draft and develop team means you can't do the one thing that you promised that you're going to do. Exactly. Um, so that's a big thing. The Packer fans just need to relax, and it's going to It's going to suck, I get it, going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, like having all these good years in a row and always winning and always making the playoffs, that's great, and it's fun, but they need to be realistic, and we just need to wait because it can't happen overnight. It might not happen right away next year. You can't expect to bring in a brand-new head coach and just think that, again, all your problems are going to be solved. Um, So get a new coach, I think. They need to prove, even with Prunty there, they need to prove as much as possible, or else there is a huge chance of everybody losing their jobs there. Once a head coach goes, there is no, there's like that's a, a head coach is like the ozone layer on the earth. Once that's gone, anybody can die. Everybody and anyone who doesn't save themselves can die. So if the defense gets like these next two games, if the defense gets blown out for like 40 points, Petten is gone. If yeah. the offense can't even with you know if Rogers is playing, okay. Well then, you guys need to prove that McCarthy was the problem. If Prunty can't get this team as you know as a play caller, and the offensive coordinator, if he can't get them scoring twenty four and above every game, see ya. He's not the the new coach isn't gonna go. Hey, I know this is a hometown team, so we're gonna keep everyone around to keep them happy. Right. That's exactly yeah. what happened with Ted Thompson. That's exactly to fuck this team into oblivion. So, and that's what this situation is. People need to stop turning their head or closing their eyes. And not pretend that this season wasn't a giant fucking shit show. What is this? What do they got? Five wins? Five wins.
0: It's terrible.
1: Five wins. Like, they have a worse record than, right, the Browns now? Yep. Browns. And they have Aaron Rodgers on their fucking team. Aaron Rodgers. So, this was a huge disappointment. And not just because they didn't make the playoffs. Because they didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They they showed everybody that the Packers were, for so long, the Packers have not been a team to mess with. Oh, nobody messed with the Packers. They're going to win the division. The division keeps getting better, other than the Lions. The Packers keep getting worse, and something had to happen. Um drafting is gonna be their number one thing they they've always shown that they're not going to bring people in from the outside and maybe goudaons will change that maybe they'll bring some guys in not waste their money on another old ass tight end like Jimmy Graham who was a giant waste of money um, you got to figure out too I don't understand how I don't know how many they've fired or if they have I don't do not understand how a strength and conditioning coach yeah. still a job in Green Bay God. because it's not like people in Green Bay <laughs> get like freak accidents like acl tears tcl you know stuff like that that happens that's freak accidents there is not a team in the nfl who is plagued by not injuries but hurt they're always hurt everyone is hurt they're never like if they're injured if you break something or something tears it's a freak injury great aaron Rodgers needs to drink more milk i'll say that much i don't understand how a guy who lives in the dairy state breaks his bones. It doesn't make any sense. he like, breaks bones, I think, in the NFL more than Aaron Rodgers. So um the other thing too, I think, and again I'm not giving a lot of answers, but I'm given a lot of things that uh we need to really look at. One huge, like glaring problem I think, is that everybody thinks just like Tom Brady in New England that Aaron Rodgers is invincible and that he's gonna play forever. Aaron Rodgers will not play until he's forty.
0: Ooh, you don't think so.
1: He has ran himself ragged and probably ran his way all the scrambling and all the running and all the – there's a reason that Tom Brady just hit his 1,000th rushing yard. Yeah, It's because he wants to stay healthy. Apparently Aaron Rodgers doesn't care about his body too much. He has actively knocked three, four years off his career, in my opinion, by the way he runs around because he's not built like Cam Newton. He's not – built like those athletic running quarterbacks like russell wilson he is built like a not quite there but a philip rivers a tom brady and eli manning those are the guys he should be modeling he's like that weird gap player between a running a running guy like lamar jackson cam newton russell wilson and a tom brady peyton manning um philip rivers he's that gap guy he's in that weird weird space He needs to lean a little bit closer to the old man side because if he continues to do this, he's going to hurt himself, and then the Packers are going to even have bigger problems because you can't tell me that if Aaron Rodgers left Green Bay right now that they would make the playoffs in the next three years.
0: No, I completely agree.
1: So uh, they need to get healthy. They need to take care of the people that are there now. They need to identify the – Real problems, and everyone needs to be patient because you might have to rebuild next year. A new coach, new draft picks, like Goody in his, you know, Brian Gudikunz Goody in his seat for a couple of years. Like Ted Thompson is like a ghost. He is like going to haunt this, like, this uh, franchise for like the next three years, and it's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. Uh,
0: I will say Goody did a very good job in his first draft getting, oh, yeah. Yeah. Josh Jackson, Jair, Jair Alexander fantastic and those two great receivers um yeah he did great there um and he did show that he is willing to spend money you did bring up jimmy graham i i think i think with a full year with aaron i think jimmy will be better next year he'll never be what he was in new orleans but i could i could see him becoming a big part of the offense next year um and Muhammad Wilkerson was just unfortunate. That was one of those injuries. But they do need, in my opinion, they just need they need help in the secondary, specifically at the safety position, and uh, they need defensive line help, defensive and offensive line help. They just they need pressure on the quarterback. I think they need to get rid of Clay Matthews. I think he's plaguing this team too. You know, so that Kyler Fackrell can start or play more, and Nick Perry on the edge, and. Yeah, and then obviously offensive line to help Aaron Rodgers, so he doesn't have to run as much.
1: But, this is probably not a popular opinion, but I'll say this right now. There's three people on that defense that contracts will come up and they need to go, and it's Clay Matthews, Nick Perry, and Mike Daniels. Every Ooh. All three of those fuckers need to go. They're all they are. They're getting paid to get hurt. That's all they do anymore. Clay Fair Matthews enough. Hasn't been decent since his second year in the league. Where they go, oh, you just put a second guy on him every now and then. And he can't do anything. Oh. And the Packers like still pretended. They. The Packers pretend. Clay Matthews is as good as Clay Matthews was his first two years. Like Jerry Jones pretends that the Dallas Cowboys are still relevant in Super Bowl conversations. That's exactly what Packer fans do. They pretend that they're not like that, but the Packers organization and fans still be love and hold such high esteem for players that used to be good. And I think again, that just goes to show that's why Ted Thompson stuck around. Yeah, he was very good for a long time and then he wasn't, but everyone's like, it's going to be okay. It's like, it's like everybody telling um, when, when your grandparents get to that age and you tell them they can't drive anymore. Nobody <laughs> wants to have that conversation. Nobody wanted to tell Ted Thompson that he can't have the keys to the car anymore. <laughs> he can't drive to family Christmas anymore. It can't happen. But nobody wanted to do it. They're like, well, maybe it'll get better. Maybe it'll be right. like it was and it'll never go back.
0: I like it. All right. We're going to quickly go through some of the bigger games for this weekend. There's actually a lot of games with playoff implications. So we'll just talk about them real quick. Redskins at Titans, which is weird to say, but pretty big playoff. In, uh, they're both in the hunt. So interesting. Do you see Washington winning at all? They're in Tennessee.
1: This game is just a toss-up for me. As much as I just want to say that without a quarterback, they can't win. I don't think that's true to say. I th- that's the thing about the NFL. I think anybody can come out and win whenever they want. That's It was shown when the Bears beat L.A. You know, everyone was like, oh my gosh, it's L.A. Or, oh my gosh, it's New Orleans. Anybody can win Yeah. as long as they do the right things. Uh, but if I had to pick, I'd say the Titans are going to come out and win this game. I don't know what weird like Derek Henry hmm. reminds me of those little alien guys from Space Jam like he went out and stole somebody else's talent for the last couple weeks and hmm. it's just blowing it apart so they can if they if Derrick Henry continues to play the way he's been doing they can ride him I don't know maybe through the first round of the playoffs um so that's what it's going to come down to Marcus Mariota is going to give you what he gives you give you a couple hundred yards maybe a touchdown you know hopefully as long as he keeps the interceptions and the fumbles down I think they can absolutely win that game
0: uh Ravens at Chargers. Pretty big game. Do you think that defense can slow down LA?
1: Uh yeah, that uh, again, I'm not huge on Baltimore. I think I need to pay them a little bit more respect because their defense is talented. Right. Um right. but uh I think the Chargers pulled this one out, but again, this is going to be a huge battle of defense versus offense. I think you're going to get a low scoring game. Um, Mar Jackson's going to get on his horse and probably rush for another hundred yards, which is, which is fine. But at the end of the day, if your quarterback rushes for a hundred yards, but he can't throw two touchdowns, what does it really matter? Yeah. Uh, I think the chargers take this one, but I think it's going to be an ugly one. I think they're going to battle back and forth. Uh, but I think they'll squeak it out.
0: Uh, Texans and Eagles. That's a big one too. So do you think the Eagles can overcome that to, you know, cause they're looking for. They're looking for that extra playoff spot. Houston's looking to protect that number two spot that they have right now. Which team Uh do you think edges it out?
1: So I'll say this right now, and I'm probably going to catch hell for it, if he remembers, because this is like your last podcast until after the holidays, right?
0: Yeah, pretty kind of. I mean, I'm going to do stuff like this at home. but
1: Okay. Well, maybe if he doesn't hear this or doesn't uh, remember this, Deshaun Watson is not an MVP (laughs) <laughs> He's not. I mean, maybe given him. But generally speaking, you see those guys and you're like, damn, that's an MVP. Like Tom Brady, like Todd Gurley, like Aaron Rodgers. I look at Deshaun Watson, I was like, man, that kid's really talented. But again, I'll call him a gap player. He's definitely not like a shit quarterback like Nathan Peterman, obviously. <laughs> He's not quite low enough to be the level of. um, Mitch Trubisky or uh, Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston, but he's definitely not um, a Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. He's just not not. Andrew Luck. So give him a couple of years, maybe he'll develop some more facets of his game, but if he continues to do exactly what he's doing now, I don't think he's an MVP caliber uh, uh, quarterback. With that being said, there's a very talented team around him. And I think as long as Lamar Miller can come out, and not be a giant douche and destroy my fantasy uh, playoff hopes. Uh, I think that they, um, I think that they have a good chance. But if the Eagles do exactly what they did last year and get high on Nick Foles' supply, and Big Dick Nick staggers into what are they in, in Houston or are they in Philly this week?
0: Uh, in... Philly? Philly. Okay.
1: That home crowd with Nick Foles back, everybody has le- like shot back, like quantum leap back to exactly this time last year. Carson Wentz goes down. Oh, no, what's going to happen? Nick Foles cancels his uh, his, uh, vacation to Disney with his family and and his kids and his wife uh, to come in and play and win. And I think that's exactly what everybody thinks is going to happen again. And I think if Nick Foles can provide exactly what he did last year, they can make another deep run, and I think they'll beat this Texans team.
0: Uh, We have the Steelers in New Orleans. This is a big one. New Orleans needs – they they clinch home field with a win. Pittsburgh is still fighting for – you know, they still haven't clinched their division yet. This could be – this could smell trouble for Pittsburgh. Uh, Do you see Pittsburgh at all even fighting? I don't know if James Conner's playing or not.
1: So, New Orleans is going to get home field for the playoffs. All right. All right. uh I mean, I'll make it cut and dry because, I'll be honest, I do not believe in this Pittsburgh team one bit. Sadly, Uh, I don't either. Great. AB is awesome. Juju Smith-Schuster is awesome. If James Conner is healthy, he's awesome. Guess who else is equally as awesome? Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. You know, the pieces that they have there. Also, because we talked about Jimmy Graham before, let me talk about how pissed I still am at that fucking Max Unger trade. You don't like that that trade? continued to make... The Pro Bowl every year since he's been traded from Seattle. And Jimmy Graham doesn't even play in Seattle anymore.
0: Yep. I All still right. think that was a stupid trade for you guys.
1: It was. Yeah. Who trades a Pro Bowl all-time probably Hall of Fame center for a fucking tight end? Who yeah. cares?
0: That they barely got... even used in their scheme. Yeah, it was stupid.
1: Tight Seattle blocks with their tight end.
0: Exactly. Jimmy's Who, well, not a blocker.
1: Are Jimmy Graham? a oh, fucking minds. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, they're, they're going to win. Yeah. Saints are going to win. Um, but uh, Pittsburgh, I think, will make it interesting just because they have so much on the line. But I don't think they can pull it out. So, I think they probably win by two scores.
0: Uh, speaking of your Seahawks, you guys host the Chiefs this week. And the Chiefs have scored 24-plus in their last 19 straight games, apparently. Jesus. Um, do you think you guys can slow them down enough to squeak one out? Especially in Seattle, I could see but
1: So this game is a fucking buzzsaw. Um, I was banking on having one last week so that this game was a okay, we win, we lose, whatever. No it doesn't matter. They need one win to get in the playoffs, you know, that's what's going to matter. But they what sucks right now is that this team I don't know. Like I texted you Hawks, hopefully. You know, I just want them to get out there and just, you know, just fucking chuck the ball. I I don't think our team is going to, I don't think the the Hawks are going to let up that many points. Um, I definitely see them letting up 24. I just don't understand realistically how you can keep the chiefs below like 30 points. Yeah, They're crazy. They're a wild team, especially with the last couple of games where they haven't really been as hot as they have been. They're mm-hmm. looking to come into Seattle say, Hey, we don't care that this is your stadium. We don't care that these are your fans. We're going to slap you in front of your mama. Um, so let's just hope that everybody comes out ready to play. Uh, as long as we win the turnover battle, This is going to sound arrogant. I think Seattle can beat the Chiefs as long as we can keep the turnovers to a a minimum and we can get some turnovers in return, either a forced fumble. um, Is is Spencer Ware playing or is he still out? Ooh, that's a good question. trying to remember who they got in the backfield, if it's the backup or it's the backup backup. Um, And those DBs got to be on their game. I don't know how much of that San Francisco game you watched last week. There was just – it wasn't even like guys were getting beat. It was like guys didn't even know where to beat. Like, it was insane, the mistakes that were made on the field. So maybe they sit down, they watch film and go, what happened here? And they figure that out. I think they'll be just fine because they'll be able to lock those guys down. Yeah. Um, just simple mistakes like that. Uh, but if I'm being realistic, that offense is scary. Um, As much as I hope Seattle wins, I got to give the edge to the Chiefs and just pray that Seattle can go into Arizona next week and win their game.
0: Which they should, but you never know especially after last week, so.
1: Well, the Packers are supposed to beat Arizona, too, but, you know.
0: You're completely correct. God, that was an awful game.
1: And, you know, most football teams score double digits, but Jacksonville has shown that that's not their style either, so.
0: All right, well, that's all we got today. Uh, I think we'll plan something here after I close out the podcast, but I think – I'm gonna be back in Whitewater for a little stretch over Christmas break, and we'll probably, you know, before I think it's around. It should be around like Wild Card Divisional weekend, so we could probably do another one, a playoff edition, real quick, with me and you. So we'll plan that out. But uh, that's all the time we have for today. So thank you, Chad, again for coming on. This was great. Had a lot of fun.
1: Thanks for having me, man. I'm more than happy to always be on. Love you guys, the show, and I. I'm always uh, honored and excited to be on it when you when you have me.
0: Thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review; Uh, it'd be much appreciated. Helps us out. Uh, And then follow us on Twitter. I uh, first round KO podcast FRKO podcast is the uh, Twitter for the podcast. Uh, I'm at olsenk 13 You can follow Connor at. Connor Moore underscore seven. Yeah. Uh, links in the description as always, and until next time when we shock the system. Since day one, like the lake down had a good year, kind of tired, where the mission at the finish line. Go get the checkered flag, take a couple more shots. That's extended mag. I don't mean to brag, you smell the it bag. I pull up solo at the function. I'm a tennis stag, stone cold bachelor, acid and chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance. You see me as a challenge to man. Manager into